0: You're listening to Anita Marks.
1: And a lot of people feel that, you know, Denver and Jokic is is boring. This is how the Denver Nuggets have played all season long. Jokic has averaged a triple-double every game all season long. You should have watched him all season long. This is what he's been doing. This is why I felt it was a travesty that he did not win the MVP this year. So shame on those voters that decided not to vote for him because of that. Because what you are seeing right now in this postseason is what you got from Jokic all season long
0: you're listening to anita marks on 98.7 espn
1: are we clubbing at 1005 a.m i guess there are some people still clubbing in the city it will not surprise me anita Marks with you uh, dan grossa and i uh, switching show times today because i am heading out to the belmont uh, as soon as this show is over Um, I think we've all agreed. I think I'm going to throw on that uh, yellow pastel dress and I'll be out the door. So excited. I'm going to be heading to Belmont. We're going to give you Belmont picks coming your way. Vince Roth from Final Furlong is going to be joining us in about 30 minutes. But we got Greg Wyshynski, the puck daddy, on the show bright and early this morning, getting you ready for uh, your next Stanley Cup final game where, dare I say, the Panthers now have made this a series, Greg.
2: They certainly have. I mean, Matthew Kachuk himself said, if we don't win game three, this isn't a series. They knew their goose was cooked if uh, they didn't take uh, game three here in sunrise, and they did. And they did it in dramatic fashion, uh, rallying with like less than three minutes to play with a goal and then uh, getting the game win in overtime. So you know, I-, I think you could definitely say that that gave the Panthers a huge lift. I think that they're playing uh, confidently right now and, uh, and they're much more in tune with what they do best is how they played in the first two games of the series. That being said, I don't think that the Golden Knights were exactly rattled by this. They're they're still very much in the driver's seat. They know what the numbers are for teams that win the first two games at home in the Stanley Cup final and uh and in talking to them yesterday, they they just seemed they seemed perturbed but not rattled <laughs> by having lost Game 3.
1: You know, interesting uh, trend that I came across is now after this past game, the last 11 games between these two to these two clubs, home ice has won 10 and one. That's a that's a pretty significant trend there, Greg.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the Panthers are now 0 and 7 all time in Vegas, um, which is a pretty a pretty stout number. So yeah, Home Ice is a big deal. You I mean there's no question that the Golden Knights feed off that ruckus, chaotic uh, scene in, in Vegas where you've got, you know, the knight coming out and fighting rats or whatever before the game. And then here in Tampa, mm-hmm. I mean here in Florida <laughs> I'm so I'm so used to saying Tampa at this time of year. Here in Sunrise, uh you you definitely saw this uh this boost from the home crowd here, which was very loud and very boisterous. And again, you gotta remember the context of this Methers run. That was the first Stanley Cup final win franchise history. They got swept back in 96 when they played the Colorado Avalanche. So a lot of history was made uh, uh, in Game 3, and and you can feel the fans here really seizing on the moment. And, of course, as you know, Anita, the fans in the hottest sports market in the world at this point. (laughs) with Everything that's going on now and everything that's happened and everything that's going to happen, say, in the MLS.
1: Yeah, uh, you, and of course, talking about Florida with the Miami Heat in the postseason, uh, the Panthers in the postseason, some hefty expectations for the Miami Dolphins this season, uh, the Marlins making some noise as well. So yeah, a lot going on in South Florida, that's for sure. Um, all right, so so a, a few things that that I want to dive into with you previewing, of course, tonight's matchup, and that is the, the power play situation, right? Like, so this is a Miami. Uh, Miami, a uh, Florida Panthers team that actually did quite well uh, w- with, with their power plays this season. I hear 28%, the 10th best in the regular season in regards to scoring on power plays. But That has not been the case in this series. Why is that, Greg?
2: Yeah, they're 0 for 12 in the series. Um, it, it just hasn't really come together. I think the Golden Knights do a good job on the kill. Uh, their coach, Paul Maurice, the Panthers, uh, tried to Tried to kind of swerve this question by saying, "Hey, we scored a six-on-five goal. That's kind of like a power play, right?" And I'm like, "Not really. <laughs> You're still struggling."
1: <laughs> um,
2: and, you know, the the knights the knights do a really good job of not allowing shots through on their goalie Aiden Hill. They they and they, um, they they do they do the a, 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 they do kill penalties quite well. I think the biggest difference, though, for uh, Florida from what the players have said is that you know it's a tale of two penalty kills in the last two rounds. Carolina is super aggressive. Um, they come at you. They really, they really make you rush with the puck. Uh, the Golden Knights are, are a little bit more passive and positional. And the Panthers have said that it kind of takes them a few games to feel comfortable on the power play against an opponent in a series. So if you're if you're looking for props tonight, I mean, give the power play points to the Panthers a, a look because. Uh, if you follow what their what their logic is, this might be the game where they break through.
1: Greg Wachinski joining us here at ninety eight point seven ESPN. Um, a- another big key is to uh, if, of course, Florida could can- could win again tonight and and really make this a series and tying it up to two is obviously uh, goalie Bob on the season as we know ninety five percent save rate. Uh, in the postseason, eighty-three. Although, man, what 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 a great game he had last game. What what a what was the difference, and why do you feel that he has been struggling?
2: You know, he he's he's an interesting character in this series because you're right. The first the first game, he was okay. Um, the second game, he was bad. But the cover is that the team in front of him was also bad. I do think that game three was a combination of a couple factors. I think the Panthers were a lot more responsible defensively. Um, what they did was stop chasing hits. <laughs> that was a really big thing. in The first two games of the series is their, their coach said, you guys are running around the ice trying to be too physical. Uh, you know, stop trying to hit everything and kind of play your game. And I think that really settled them down, especially at five on five. And then Bob did the rest. He, he clearly had his best game of the series. He had one of those best games of the playoffs. I thought, and, stopping on that at odd man rushes and stopping high danger chances. And, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why the golden Knights aren't freaking out right now is because they became yet another team in these playoffs. They got goalied uh, by, by Sergei Bobrovsky. And that happens sometimes. And you kind of shrug your shoulders and, and understand that if they had scored a single goal against him at, 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 at even strength, this is probably a three nothing series, but he was great.
1: What, what do you feel the keys to the game? Uh, besides, of course, we talked about the power of play. We, we talked about, obviously, uh, better goaltending. Uh, and, and, and by the way, Greg has an excellent article that, uh, that was just posted on ESPN.com right and early this morning at 7 a.m. Highly recommend you read it. Go on to ESPN.com. Go to the NHL site, and it is front and center. Uh, what, are, what do you feel are some of the other keys that you feel Florida needs to, the boxes that Florida needs to check in order for them to even up the series tonight?
2: Well, they have to keep on getting the matchups that they're looking for. I know they keep swearing up and down that they're not line matching, but there's no question that they were able to get Matthew Kachuk their star player away from the lines that the Golden Knights were throwing at him in Vegas, and uh, and that line was more effective. They've got to continue to play really well at 5-on-5. Five five. I think one thing that they need to do better is get shots through on Aiden Hill, which is easier said than done because of how good the Vegas interior defense is in their own zone. They had 31 Block shots in Game Three, which is both indicative of the Florida Panthers' shot volume and also how good the Knights are defensively. But the bottom line, Anita, the biggest thing might be go to overtime. (laughs) Like they're seven and zero in overtime. They're ten and zero in their last ten overtime games in the playoffs. Tracking back the last uh, like few seasons when they've started to qualify for the playoffs with this group, Um, it's remarkable. And and they're really—I mean, it's—they have guys that can finish the game offensively you know, great offensive players like, like Kachuk and Carter Verhage, but they also just have this incredible confidence to them when they enter the extra session where, you know, they've won so much and won in so many big, big spots in these playoffs that, you know, maybe the best recipe is to not worry about the, the first three periods and just get to overtime. Cause you're basically unbeatable there.
1: <laughs> um, a, a prop bet that I threw out on daily wager last night was uh white cloud over one and a half block shots. um, Vegas led all teams during the regular season in block shots, eighteen per sixty minutes. Uh, Florida shoots a lot more on home ice, and also uh, he's part of that second second penalty kill unit, and so he's going to get a lot a lot of opportunities. I played this uh, in game three, and I am sorry, played this in yeah, I played this in game three, and he had I want to say he had three block shots. So now you can get over one and a half block shots, minus 150. So I'm going to play it again. Is there, is, is there some prop that's out there that you like heading into tonight?
2: Yeah, there's two, actually. I'm on, I'm on you with the block shots bit because I, I do think that Florida's, uh, that uh, Vegas does a really good job defensively. and The Panthers have been under 30 shots in five straight home games. I'm not sure what's going on there, but provided we don't get overtime, I think Aiden Hill under 29 and a half saves is, is a prop I like. Um, he hit this last game for them too. So I'm going to ride it again. And then the other one that I like is uh, William Carlson, anytime goal scorer Carlson's line was, he didn't play much in game three, but it was the only line that had a positive uh, shot differential um, against the Panthers. I do wonder if he'll get more looks. He does get some time on the power play. He's, I think they're second leading goal scorers still. He's gotten, kind of gotten cold a little bit recently, um, but it, this might be a good spot for him to step up and, and, and score. And he's at a, a pretty a pretty massive plus 300 I think on that right now if you wanted to sprinkle some there.
1: So Greg, before we let you go, how do you feel tonight plays out? How do you feel what are you feeling right now in this series? Do you feel that after this win momentum has shifted for Florida? You feel Vegas rebounds? How are you feeling about tonight and and the remainder of the series?
2: Well, I certainly think that the Panthers have the opportunity to even the series i i just go back to thinking about the previous 3 games and how they played out and how gold the golden knights have basically owned what like 90% of the play <laughs> like it's it's not as if the panthers really like volleyed really hard you know uh, in, in game 3 and and exerted exerted their will on the series i think the golden knights should feel pretty confident about the way they played so i'm going to say that despite it being the better story which would be a 2-2 series heading back to vegas the Golden Knights will provide needles for our balloons and, uh, and win Game 4 to put themselves in a position to win the series back in Vegas.
1: Oh! Dagger. Okay. I know, right? Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I, 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 want,
2: I, want, to, I want to bounce back here to Fort Lauderdale. I want it all. You know, I want a good story. The <laughs> are obviously a better story. But, I mean, i got to be a realist here. The, the Golden Knights, I still think, are a team that, that's peaking. And outside of a, a, a couple brief lapses in Game 3, they were the better team. So, if they'll prove it otherwise. I think they've got this series in hand.
1: So are you? Are you enjoying? I haven't been to Sunrise, Florida, in forever. In a day, it's too west for me. What are <laughs> you? En- are you enjoying yourself?
2: I mean, yes. Uh, I'm not enjoying the walk from the hotel to the arena because uh, <laughs> it's a little a little spritzy for your boy uh, who doesn't handle the heat all that well sometimes. But I am yeah, enjoying. welcome, welcome, uh, welcome to uh, Miami. The, yeah. <laughs> The food, the food, the cigars—all of that's been lovely. And uh, obviously, like, listen, you know, uh, sports writers is always like a good, a good travel series. And uh, South Florida and Vegas is is not not too bad for us, I don't think.
1: <laughs> Greg, uh, we appreciate your time joining us uh, early this morning. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the game tonight, my friend.
2: You got it. Take care.
1: You got it, uh, Greg washinsky the puck daddy. Again, he's got a great column out right now on ESPN.com. Check out on their NHL site. Uh, We'll come back. We'll continue with your calls. You want to talk Yankees. I know I did just a second ago. You want to chime in on the live conversation I had with Jimmy Hanlon. I'm happy to have that. I find find this whole thing fascinating. Like I said, it is an onion. There are a lot of layers. There are a lot of questions. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, I don't think that we've even tapped the surface yet in regards to all that is going to be exposed and, and just how wild uh, the next three, six months, possibly a year, will be uh, with this union. Um, if you want to chime in on that, 800 Now is the time to do so. Vince Roth from Final Furlong is going to be joining me at 1030 to get you ready for the Belmont Stakes. Post time will be at 6.50 p.m. Eastern Time. More to come. Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN. Before we do, guys, wait. Before we take a break, I almost forgot. We are going to be giving away a final furlong racing stable prize pack. So you definitely, another reason why you want to be listening at 10.30 this morning. More to come. 98.7 ESPN.
3: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: So, Panthers, how am I playing it? I'll tell you how I'm playing it. Uh, and, and with all due respect to, to Greg Washinsky, I think he's fantastic. I think the Panthers win again at home. I, I like them uh, on the money line at minus... At minus 115. Um... If you think if you're going to follow uh, Greg's lead and you feel that the Golden Knights are going to win, uh, they're at minus 105, minus 105. So uh, I think the Panthers uh, do it again. I think they make this a series. I think they tie it up two two. And again, you can get them on the money line at minus 115. They outshot and outhit Vegas, um, and uh, and and I just think I just think goalie Bob is 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 stepping up big time. Now that he's back at home, I I think, I think the first two games, not what we've seen, right? Uh, The Panthers, they need to stay out of the penalty box. Unfortunately, keep in mind, Kachuk was off the ice for the first 10 minutes in the first period because he was dealing, they had to make sure that he wasn't dealing with a concussion after a hit. So that was huge. And then of course he comes back in, he plays the second period the third period, um, you know, and, and with two minutes left, scores a goal to send it in overtime. So uh, he's obviously a big key to their success uh, along with uh, Bavrosky. That's for sure. So I'm going to play the Panthers on the money line, minus 115. And again, McLeod, over one and a half block shots. And you can get that at minus 150. And that... (laughs) What is that? You guys are so funny. Uh, And that is my lock of the day. Brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. That's right. A lock of, the, lock of the day. Brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. Golf fans, check out Rock Spring Golf Club in New Jersey. Make sure you do that. Let's, let's get a call or two before uh, we start previewing the Belmont Stakes. Post time, 6.50 p.m. later on this evening. Let's go to Simon in New Haven. Simon, welcome in. Hi, Anita. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Uh, I
6: wish we could do something about this lack of hitting on the Yankees. I mean, it seems like the, we need some ping pong paddles because all we're fond of is grounding out and popping up. But I hope it changes soon because if, if not, we're going
4: to be stuck in last place.
1: I, I don't know if you're going to be stuck in last place. You've got the Red Sox that are are, are there in, in last place. You definitely don't want Toronto to surpass you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for sure. Simon, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. So, as it stands right now, the Rays 47 and 19, the O's 39 and 24, the Yankees nine and a half games back to the Rays. And as I said earlier in, in the first hour, big reason why this Yankees team is struggling is because of Aaron Judge. Ever since he's gotten hurt, okay, this team has gone two and three. And those three losses, each by only one run. Okay, in all five of those games, In all five of those games, the Yankees only scored, only once did the Yankees score four or more runs. And what's really amazing is this stat. On the season, the Yankees are averaging 4.6 runs per game. Do you know that the Rangers are averaging seven, almost eight runs per game? And the Rays are right behind them um but on the season the Yankees are only averaging 4.6 runs per game without judge they are 3.4 without judge in the lineup they are 3.4 DJ and Rizzo combined oh for 36 that's not helping either obviously so um Yeah, this Yankees team definitely needs to turn it around. Uh, They're going to be going at it tonight, again against the Boston Red Sox. Herman on the bump. And we'll see what happens. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in.
6: Hi, Anita. Can you imagine if Jokic played with Magic Johnson? It'd be the greatest Um, combination of passing that I'd ever seen. This guy is unbelievable, Jokic. He is so fun to watch. I mean, he's just so creative, and to be that size, you know. And you know what's amazing too? He's not even American-born. Where all those nuances you learn on the streets or in the schoolyard, I wonder where he learned all that stuff. You know, don't forget, kids from the city, you know, they have to learn how to be smart ball players. They use all that uh, theatrical stuff, all that, you know, because that's part of it. They're with their friends and their show. It's great. But to see a guy not even born in this country to play the game like that, it's amazing. And to be that height, it's amazing. I would have just loved to have seen him with someone like either Magic or Jason Kidd. I mean, they are just so fun to watch. It's great. It's great basketball. Every year the NBA does it because the best teams are always in the final playing the best brand of basketball. And it's usually the super superstars in it. This year, a little different. They became superstars in the finals or in the during the playoffs. You know, these guys, uh, Murray and uh, Jokic, well, you know, they were very good, excellent ball players. I don't know even if Jokic, we would have said before this playoffs, if we would have called him a superstar. But right now, and it's so fun to watch. That's the, I'm a basketball fan first more than I am of anything else. And I just love to watch creative, smart basketball, different guys, you know. Well, yesterday they hit some three pointers, but their first two games, their first game, Denver, when they won, they hit eight three pointers. The other night they only hit five three pointers. So they're not like the you know the new newborn uh, basketball philosophy. I mean, it'll go back. Three point shooting is was not going to go anywhere. When you get three points instead of two points, it makes sense that you got to aim for the three points most of the time. But just the way Denver plays, and in particular, Jokic. Uh, I tell you Anita it reminds me of that 1977 Portland team with Bill Walton and those guys there was so much chemistry and love the way they played even though they weren't the most talented team but uh, this team is is fun who knows if it can be sustained because you know in the NBA here's, they're going to Here's
1: here's the thing pressure. here's the thing here's the thing Richard um, not a lot of people uh, have the viewpoint you do. Again, a lot of people don't don't like the style of basketball that, that Denver's playing. They find it boring. They don't think Jokic is quote-unquote sexy uh, in regard to his game. I beg to differ. I feel the way you do, but it, we, we are definitely in the minority, just FYI. Uh, all right, quick break. We come back. We're getting you ready for the Belmont. Uh, Vince Roth from Final Furlong will join us next. Uh, hopefully you're heading out there um, along with me. That would be fun. Let's go. Belmont next here on 98.7 ESPN.
5: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Again, Anita Marks with you on this Saturday morning. Big shout-out to Dan Grasso who switched his uh, showtime with me this morning, so I can head out to the Belmont as soon as I get off at noon, uh, Dan Grosso will be coming your way here at high noon live from Florham Park. That's right. He's going to be broadcasting from the Jets facility, uh, the Atlantic Healthcare facility. And he's going to have some Jets players on the show. So make sure you tune in to Dan Grosso from noon to three today. Uh, big reason I'm heading out there is because of ABR, America's Best Racing and Vince Roth and Final Furlong, who uh, is an ownership group, they have their own stable, um, they rep a number of uh, female horses, which of course uh, I'm all about, and uh, and now have part ownership in a number of their horses. So Vince, uh, just always great having you on, I know we've had you on for the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and of course we, uh, we have to, third time's a charm, we have to bring you on for the Belmont. How are you doing today?
4: Good. How are you? I'm actually, uh, I'm <clears throat> here already. They got uh, steel drum, Calypso music going. The crowds are filing in and I'll tell you if you're listening and you're in New York, this is the place to be today. Can't
1: oh, that's to fantastic. Well. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Hopefully I, I, I was looking at the times. I think race number five, I, I think post time is at like one I hope to be out there by then because there is a horse in that race, uh, McKinnon, that I do like, the third horse. But we'll, I'll be texting you all that information. Of course, I'll be blowing up your cell phone. Uh, but, uh, Vince, why don't you let the oh. folks know about Final Furlong and, and how you got into racing. I, you know, I, I, for folks who haven't heard you before, uh, let's give you some street cred.
4: Yeah, no, I appreciate I mean, we're a, a New York-based boutique uh, syndicate. So, you know, we put together partnerships. We allow people to buy in you know three five ten percent of our horses and yeah we call ourselves a little family we race on uh, mainly the new york circuit so belmont's right in our backyard aqueduct saratoga um and there's nothing like the thrill and you know you're gonna you're gonna learn it firsthand nothing like the thrill of owning um, a thoroughbred when they come when they turn for home and your heart's racing and you hope you can make it in that winter circle um there's nothing like it we we have a horse in race two today our first time racing on a on Belmont Stakes day so we're we're super excited.
1: So so share with me what what horse is that? I'm let me call let me I'm going to call that up right now. So race you said race yeah. number 2 post time is 11:54 a.m.
4: Correct. Number 4 Weekend Rags. Um she's Weekend uh, Rags. She's one of our yeah, one of our one of our quality fillies I think. Um she might go up as a favorite today. We have Irad Ortiz uh, in the in the irons, uh, we we I like to think all of our horses has a very, have a very good chance, but I do think she's got she's got a good chance today. It's eleven, I think it's one scratch. So <laughs> ten horses in the race, you never know with a big field like that. But if she gets her trip and runs her race, um, she'll be very tough today.
1: And she's favored right now, right three to one. She's favored.
4: Yep. So if any if anyone's here, you know, come to the paddock. I got hats, t-shirts. I'm I'm happy to give some away. Um, you know. Make sure they, they mention that they love Anita. And I'll, I'll be happy to <laughs> So file for a long paraphernalia.
1: They, <laughs> they love or hate Anita. Um, it's, it's always yes, great so. being polarizing. Uh, so, again, this is the third leg of the Triple Crown. It is called the Test of Champions for a reason. It is a mile and a half. Again, post time is at 6.50 p.m. Eastern time. As we know, um, Mage won the Kentucky Derby. National Treasure won the Preakness. National Treasure will be racing. Uh, He is the fourth horse in this race and very well could be the speed horse. Uh, Let's bring in, now we're going to bring in a friend of yours to truly handicap this Belmont race. And that is um, Vinny DiPaolo, Authentic Racing Community. So Vinny, welcome in. Can we, yeah, there we go. Hi, Vinny.
7: Anita, pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me on.
1: No, thank you for for joining us. Why don't you let folks know, like, what is your relationship with Final Furlong and Vince Roth?
7: Sure, yeah. Vinny and I go back uh, a long time as very good friends. And, you know, Vinny started the stable about 10 years ago. And I've been a lifelong handicapper of the horses, so to say. And my father brought me to the track when I was like five years old. So, yeah, just... You know, just partnering up with Vinny, um, some of my friends and I, we created our own little racing stable called the Authentic Racing Community. And it's really just, we're just going to get involved in a small way and and take percentages. And we partnered up with Vinny and we're going to be, you know, taking like 20% of his horse. So we're an official owner of, 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 of that horse and we can be enlisted in the program and stuff like that. Um, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, I also provide uh, handicapping. I, I'm a professional handicapper. I've been in the National Handicapping Challenge, uh, and, and I do uh, tournaments along uh, along the way. So I think we, we, we gave you guys National Treasure and the cold Triple and the Preakness, and uh, I think we got the winner of today's race as well.
1: Fantastic. Well, I just so you know, before I in, in, in full disclosure, this is the first time that you and I are speaking. I don't know your bet. I don't know your wager. I love the two horse it Trice. Okay. Uh, that's that <laughs> that's the that's the horse that I'm I'm loving in this race for a number of reasons. Uh, let me also preface by saying you've got the one horse who's Tappet Shoes, the two horse it Trice, tap it obviously the, the the common denominator there. Of the nine horses, this is really interesting, folks. Of the nine horses that are going to be racing today in the in in the Belmont Stakes, six of the nine have some type of tapid lineage in their bloodline, uh, which just speaks volumes in, in regard to you know how and why uh, a number of breeders breed specifically uh, for certain races. And this one, like I said, uh, is the mile and a half. It is the big Kahuna. So with that being said, Vinny. Um, Let's First and foremost, who is the horse that you absolutely love, that you feel will win this bad boy?
7: <laughs> okay, and great information on the Tappet. Uh, they, Tappet has started four winners in the last 10 years of this race. So I believe, uh, you know, the Empire will strike in the Empire State, and Angel of Empire is going to win the race. And I'll tell you the three reasons why. Uh, So, Angel of Empires has had seven lifetime starts and four wins and three losses. In in Angel of Empires' previous two losses, he's rebounded with the win. So, I believe he's going to rebound off the Kentucky Derby loss with the win. He's adding blinkers today. So, I believe he's going to be a little bit closer to the pace. And Brad Cox, when Brad Cox adds blinkers to a horse for the first time, he has a 30% uh, winning angle for him. And then Angel of Empire has uh, bred by Classic Empire out of Pioneer in the Nile. We all know Pioneer in the Nile siled uh, American pharaoh, a Triple Crown winner, so I have no concerns about the distance. So those are the reasons I believe National Treasure is not going to get the same pace set up that he got in the Freakness. It um, Shoes, from the inside, who you mentioned, um, has some speed and is also trained by Brad Cox, so... I think that horse can kind of go out with National Treasure and even Il Miracolo. You, you, you could have three horses and, and setting up a pretty good pace, um, which means you know, Angel of Empires you know, with the Blinkers will be sitting a little bit closer, and I think he's going to get the jump on, say, Forte and Tap It Thrice and even Hit Show and Red Rat One. So there you have it. And I don't want to burst your bubble, but the horse you love in the fifth race has been scratched.
1: <laughs> oh, has it really?
7: Yes, I've got the early scratches uh, a little bit ago. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry to tell you that.
1: Um, are, are you? Have you handicapped uh, race nine yet?
7: Uh, the, yeah, I've the... handicapped all races. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, I, I like the ten horse in that one, Big Invasion.
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people go into Big Invasion. Um, he, he got a terrible trip last time. Um, his third start off the layoff with Joel, who's a tremendous rider in turf sprints. Um, Casa Creed is going to try and win this race for the third year in a row, uh, which is something that's haven't been done since Forgo did it, um, winning a stakes race three years in a row, a Grade One stakes. So, yeah, I think you got to use Big Invasion, and you're going to get a solid five or six to one in there. Uh, so yeah, good, 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 good call on that one.
1: So, um, yeah, those are the two Anita, horses I like. The...
4: Anita, you're still coming though, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm still okay. coming. I'm going to be, I'll, right, I'll be, I'll be racing out of here at 12.01 <laughs> to try to get to the Belmont as, as soon, as soon as possible. So Vinny, you're going to be there, right? Well, I'll have a chance to meet you later on this afternoon.
4: No, he's, he's actually in Boston.
1: Oh, okay. So you're, okay. you're
4: you're only hanging with the final furlong guys today.
1: Okay, uh, Vinny. Before we and, let you go, American I always
4: separation.
1: like, I always like to say, hold my hand, take me to the window for those that again don't necessarily go to the track that often, don't necessarily wager. Um, how are you playing the Belmont? Are you just going to play uh, Angel of Empire? I, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if Angel of Empire goes off as the favorite, you know, you, you you've got to get creative here in regard to how people can win some money. So are, how, how are you playing this race at the window?
4: Yeah, yeah I think I think last time, you know, in, in, in working with, with Benny here, I, we, we, I think we gave out, did we give out the trifecta for the uh, Freakness? I think we did. Um, hopefully some of your listeners won money. Uh, but, you know, we're going to do um, a straight win bet on Angel of Empire, uh, but then do a trifecta box, which, you know, means you're picking the top three horses in any order. So as long as you get... horse one, two, and three in any order, we're going to go with two, four, eight. Um, And that you do a $2 bet that'll cost you $12. And if you want, you know, I I think, you know, Jimmy and I have been talking about maybe a little long shot in there. uh, The number seven uh, hit show, which ran, you know, fifth in the Derby, I believe uh, it's probably going to go off at 10 or so to one. Maybe we throw that horse in there too.
1: Okay. So that's your long shot. 10 to one.
4: The longest shot we'll
1: have. Yes. Right. The longest shot that you'll have. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much, uh, Vinny. And, and, and of course, uh, Vince Roth from final furlong. Uh, appreciate you, Vince. Good, and, yeah. uh, and good luck. Good luck in, in yeah. your, your next race. Uh, we will be cheering for your horse and uh, I will text you and I will let you know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can, I can get to you. It, it, before the fifth race i'm hoping i could get there around 1 we'll see uh only only That's traffic be can great. Tell. They're,
4: they're serving i think they're serving drinks till 7:30. so either way we'll have, we'll have plenty of time to celebrate i know my uh i know my son's t-ball team is, is listening in today so tomorrow's their last coach pitch game i gotta say go tides i know they're listening so thanks
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got it Vinny. any any final thoughts before we let you go Vinny?
4: Um, I'm just saying, if, you know, like I said, if you're in New York today, just, I mean, it's a beautiful day outside. Uh, my new routine is checking the air quality, which I've never done before. I think it's at 20 today. So better than ever, get yourself to Belmont and, uh, have some fun.
1: Okay. Vince, thank you. Uh, we still have Vinny on. So Vinny, any final thoughts? Nope. And he just dropped. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope. That's okay. All right. It's all good. Confusing uh, Vince. With I'll. S- <laughs> I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Vince Roth from uh, from Final Furlong, which, by the way, um, be caller number. What did he say, guys? His horse his horse is number four uh, in the second race. His horse is number four, week in Rags. So let's be caller number four right now at 888-987-ESPN, 888-987-ESPN. will you'll, you'll, you'll score a Final Furlong Racing Stable prize pack, a hat t-shirt, a Yeti mini tumbler, For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. So good luck with that. Quick break. We come back. Uh, Let's get you. uh, Let's 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 circle back. I want to talk about the NBA Finals. We got Nick Fardell, who's going to be joining us at the top of the hour. So we'll we'll continue to talk some NBA with you when we return. Right here on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
1: We have a winner. Alexandra from Huntington Station won our final furlong prize pack. So congratulations. Awesome. Again, so uh, Vince and Vinny uh, like the eight horse, Angel of Empire to win. So they're going to pick that horse to win. They're also going to play that horse in an, in a try box with the two, the horse that I believe is going to win, Tap It Trice. Uh, the four horse, which is National Treasure, which won the Preakness. And, of course, the eight horse, which is their horse, Angel of Empire. Uh, they're also going to throw in Hit Show, which is the seven horse. Um, I'm going to play Tap It Trice to win, and you can get him at three to one. I'm also going to... Uh, I'm, I'll also play a try box with the two horse, the one, the nine, the four. I also like Red Route One, which is the nine horse. Um so I'm gonna do that, and I'm I'll probably play a uh, an exact uh, a key. So I'll probably play where I think Tap it is gonna come in first, and then I will box the one, the four, the eight, and the nine. That's probably how I am going to play it. Again, uh, last night you've got a Denver Nuggets team that uh, took this series three and one. What does that mean? Uh, teams that are up 3-1 in a seven-game series have won their series 35-1, 35 times out of 36. Uh, they've only lost one game at home in the postseason that was to the Heat in Game 2. Uh, but keep in mind, they were just a three-pointer away from possibly uh, taking that game into overtime. Aaron Gordon really was the star of the show last night. The Denver Nuggets won 108-95, but Aaron Gordon, 27 points, 7 rebounds, Uh, six assists. Uh, Jokic missed a triple-double, only had four assists. Uh, Murray was two of three from downtown. Bruce Brown contributed 21 points. Uh, Bam had a double-double with 25 points and 11 rebounds. Jimmy Butler, 25 points. Pretty much what he's hovering around 23, 24, 25 points. Uh, I'm going to continue to play the under in his point total. I just don't think uh, that he's just been healthy enough to be quote-unquote playoff Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets. Three-point shooting for the Denver Nuggets, 50% last night. The Miami Heat, 32%. Big reason why they lost. Also, the Miami Heat, 14 turnovers as to the Denver Nuggets, who only had six. When we get back, Nick Friedel will join us from Miami right here on 98.7 ESPN.